video so no one else will show up on the recording but if you're worried about showing up on the recording uh, feel free to turn your video off okay so welcome to tonight's workshop which is build better boundaries and be more assertive the agenda for tonight we're going to be looking at what is assertiveness what causes us to suffer a lack of assertiveness how can a lack of assertiveness affect us and then we're going to look at boundaries what are boundaries um, and how do boundaries or a lack of boundaries affect you then we're going to look at how you can become more assertive and how you can build better boundaries. And then at the end, you can ask me any questions or give me any comments. So, what is assertiveness? Let me know in the chat box what you think assertiveness is. Being able to say no, yep. Hold your ground, yep. Confidence. Letting your voice be heard, yep. Being able to speak for yourself. Yep, to express what you want and what you need. Yep, I think it's all of those things. Uh, assertiveness is what we would call a nominalization in NLP. Yep, put, put your views across, yes. So a nominalization is anything you can't put in a wheelbarrow. And a nominalization happens whenever a person uses a verb um, as a thing, a noun. So nouns are fixed and definite. Verbs are actions and they can allow the change. So assertiveness can mean many different things. So I'd like Mute myself. Being able to express yourself and manage difficult conversations in a strong way that does not compromise your personal view and beliefs. Yeah, I think that's an excellent uh, explanation of what assertiveness is, Rack. Um, a moment, I'm just going to change my internet connection over to my phone. Because this uh, Wi-Fi that I'm on, it's a little bit um, choppy. So, okay. To be able to express yourself without being aggressive. Yes, that's very good. Also a very good explanation. So uh, I'd like you to imagine yourself in a situation that you want to change, a situation in which you want to be more assertive. And consider what are your current thoughts, feelings and behaviours in that situation? So what do you do? when you're in that situation? And how are you behaving? And what thoughts are you having? And then think about how you want to be in that situation. Imagine how you'd like to be and 
really connect with that version of you and think about what thoughts you'd be having when you're more assertive. What feelings and behaviours will you be having in that situation? Um, and it's been shown that when we stand more um, assertively, we release all kinds of hormones, confidence boosting hormones that make us feel more assertive. So they've shown that just by standing in a Superman pose, so uh, standing tall with your hands on your hips, and standing in that pose for two minutes increases your testosterone levels, which is a confidence hormone, and reduces your cortisol levels. Cortisol is the stress hormone. So by doing that, you just decrease your anxiety and stress levels and increase your confidence levels. So if you are, if there's a situation in which you find yourself feeling unconfident and not feeling assertive, uh, you can you know, stand, as I said, in that uh, Superman pose for two minutes before you go into that situation. Just notice how your behavior changes when you're in that situation. And systems theory says that by changing one part of the system, we can change all parts of the system. So if we increase our confidence, it has a knock-on effect uh, when it comes to increasing our self-esteem and becoming more assertive. Um, likewise, being more assertive and saying no more often can help us to feel more confident and have more self-esteem. So, um, whilst issues with self-esteem, confidence and assertiveness usually result from the same experiences, they are not the same thing. Are you a people pleaser? Let me know in the chat box if you'd consider yourself a people pleaser. Yes, yes, yep, yep. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Okay, so for me, being assertive refers to a person's ability to set and maintain healthy boundaries. And this usually requires healthy self-esteem, usually requires self-worth, self-confidence. It requires an ability to accept yourself. You need the ability to be able to say no without worrying that you'll you know, lose a friend or, or someone, upset someone. Um, so you need to be able to accept yourself. And an assertive person is usually capable of setting and maintaining boundaries. So, assertiveness is about knowing when to say no without imposing yourself on other people either. So some people uh, with poor boundaries can try to help people when they don't want help. Um, so this, this would be an example of someone having a, a poor boundary. And those kind of people are also going to have assertiveness issues and an inability to say no when help is asked for. Um, so assertive people are usually able to negotiate better and they suffer less anxiety. Uh, and at the extreme end of the kind of lack of assertiveness, um, issue, we can have codependence and codependents often look to the outside world to feel okay. Uh, they need other people 
to to make them feel a sense of self-worth. So they may often find themselves in abusive relationships. They may develop addiction issues and they often rely on coping strategies such as alcohol, drug abuse or sex to make them feel worthy. So the causes of a lack of assertiveness and the causes of codependency. So we all have uh, four different trauma types. These are fight, flight, freeze and fall. We're all born with these inbuilt capabilities. Um, and if we are, if we grow up in a functional environment, we will have all of these um, fight responses available to us. Uh, but if we grow up in a dysfunctional family, as 80% of people do, we can overdevelop one of these trauma types. Um, uh, so fight types will become narcissistic, flight types may become OCD, Free type, freeze types may uh, become avoidant. Um, I believe it's called schizoid in uh, like psychiatric terms. They try, they avoid people, um, and we can avoid making ourselves vulnerable, so we don't risk being attacked or abandoned. Um, and the fawn trauma type is the trauma type that will become a codependent. So fawn responders have trouble forming and maintaining boundaries. So the fawn trauma type is most likely to have at least one narcissistic parent, and they probably suffered some kind of enmeshment trauma. Uh, just the thought of saying no may trigger an emotional flashback for the fawn type. Um, so if you're a small child, you can't fight back because you're too small. You can't run away because you're relying on your parents to look after you. You can't um, freeze because you're going to be you know in danger um, so you fall and you start to uh, look to put your parents or other people's needs before your own and you try to um, make yourself useful so that you don't get uh, you get accepted you get you stay safe so those kind of people will become fawn responders and codependents. Um, and we also can get shamed out of our anger and our ability to uh, defend ourselves. You know, in school, it's one of the first emotions that we're shamed out of. So it's not just uh, dysfunctional families, it's kind of society as a whole. Um, we all have toxic shame and we're all taught to isolate ourselves from our emotions when we're children. So, as I said, the codependent has completely abandoned the fight, flight, freeze responses and they've learned to fawn instead. So self-confidence. So if a person has self-confidence, they trust themselves and their abilities. They're capable of taking on new challenges and learning new skills. So confidence generally comes from experience. The more we successfully do something, the more confident we become in our ability to do that thing. Self-confidence is more to do with belief and our belief in our own values, our own um, ability to trust our own judgment. 
and someone with healthy levels of self-confidence will have faith in themselves. This faith will result in less procrastination and firmer decision-making abilities. Um, when we don't have uh, confidence or when we don't have assertiveness, we're going to be overcompensating in some other way. So someone with low confidence may look to possessions and in some cases they may even treat other people as possessions to try and increase their own confidence. Uh, so Pete Walker says that codependency is a fear based on inability to express needs, rights and boundaries in a relationship. So boundaries. So some, someone who grows up in dysfunction or has trouble setting boundaries, um, they could have a rigid kind of style. Uh, someone with this kind of boundary setting style will distance themselves from other people. They'll be scared of intimacy. They won't ask for help. They'll avoid relationships, they'll avoid rejection, and they'll believe that they can't trust others. They'll think that everyone's out to get them. So this would most likely be the freeze trauma type. Um, someone with porous boundaries will overshare personal information. They'll struggle to say no. They'll be easily influenced. And they'll feel responsible for how other people feel. They'll fear rejection and they'll be open to abuse. And finally, someone with healthy boundaries has the ability to say no. They value their own opinions and they can communicate effectively. Uh, as I said previously, they don't force help on others and they can spot and avoid toxic people. So someone with poor boundaries is going to have difficulties saying no. They will put other people's needs before their own. And there can be many different kinds of boundaries. So there could be physical boundaries, material boundaries, sexual boundaries, emotional boundaries, mental boundaries. Assertiveness is about knowing when to say no without imposing yourself on other people. Just gonna have a drink of water. So, Emotional intelligence. Being a save usually requires emotional intelligence. Uh, you need to be connected to your emotions and to uh, understand how you're feeling. So a save people are usually able to negotiate better. As I think I said previously, they suffer less anxiety. And when we when we can't assert ourselves in a healthy way, we may resort to aggression. So it's important to know that it's not selfish. Setting boundaries is not a selfish thing to do. It's self-love. Setting boundaries won't stop you from forming relationships they'll actually help you to build healthier ones. Relationships that are based on mutual respect. So if someone gets angry or abusive about your attempts to set boundaries, you can take that as a sign that they're toxic, not a good person to be around. And, you know, maybe it will be time for you to move on when you get that signal.
So who wants to try some hypnosis? Let me know in the chat box. Yes, excellent. Excellent. So how many of you have experienced hypnosis before? Let me know if you've experienced hypnosis before. Yes. No. Yep, videos on YouTube. One time. Just a few. Okay, so. Hypnosis is a deeply relaxing state. It's something that we all experience several times during the course of a day. If you've ever driven somewhere, got into your destination and not remembered the journey, that would be a state of hypnosis. If you've ever been reading a book and lost track of time, that would be a state of hypnosis. So hypnosis is a focused state of attention. It doesn't have to be a relaxing experience. Uh, if you've ever been playing a sport and been totally engrossed in the sport that you were playing, lost track of time, that would be a state of hypnosis. So it's a focused state of attention. Um, with the power of suggestion, we are going to make it a relaxing experience. Um, so just allow yourself to sit back, take a deep breath in. And as you breathe out, just allow your eyes to close. With your eyes closed, you can continue to focus on your breathing. Breathing all the way down into your stomach. Breathing in, just notice your stomach rising. Notice the air flowing back out through your body, coming back out of your stomach into your lungs, out your nose. In a moment, I'd like you to take a deep breath. I'm going to count to three. And when I reach the number three, I'd like you to take a deep breath in. Just hold it for a moment. When you hold it, tense all the muscles in your body all the way down from the top of your head to the very tips of your toes. Then as you breathe out, just allow that tension to release. And feel yourself becoming more and more at ease. Just breathing in now, one, two, three. Taking a deep breath in, holding it, 
tensing your whole body and then just letting it out allowing that relaxation to flow through entire body allowing yourself to become more and more relaxed more and more at ease and hypnosis is not sleep but it is a state in which positive change can occur and at all times some part of you will be aware of everything that's going on another part of you can just drift away my voice Go with you. Allow yourself to drift deeper and deeper to relax more and more, becoming more and more at ease, more and more comfortable. And in a moment, I'd like you to imagine yourself standing safely, securely in a lift. And in that lift, there are three buttons. And the first button. is marked with the number one. When you press that button, you're going to go down into deeper depths of relaxation. The next button is marked with the number two. Pressing that button double that relaxation allowing you to become even more relaxed at and the final button is marked with the letter b when you press that button you're going to be able to go into the very basements of relaxation. So I'd like you to press that first button now. Get a sense of that relaxation. Increase. And then pushing the second button. Doubling that relaxation. Maybe you can imagine a wave of relaxation flowing all the way down from top of your head to the very tips of your toes. And finally pressing button marked B. Taking you all the way into the very basement of relaxation. Maybe this is the most relaxed you've ever been. Maybe you can remember time even greater 
relaxation, calm. Once again, you can allow yourself to focus on your breath, noticing that air flowing in, flowing out, becoming aware of yourself, supporting there, here, now, relax, allow your conscious mind drift and dream as unconscious, begin to make those positive changes in your life allowing you to become more assertive to be able to say no I wonder if you can imagine yourself Standing in a situation, maybe a situation you know of where you'd like to have more assertiveness. Maybe something that will be coming up in the coming days, weeks. Just imagine yourself standing confident, standing on your own two feet. Imagine that confident relaxation flowing into your body, flowing into your Maybe you can imagine those things. Filling up with that. Confident. Assertive energy. Flowing up your legs. Into your calves around into your shins, releasing, letting go as it does, driving out any fears, worry, continuing to flow up your legs, into your hips, bringing with it a confident, calming energy, flowing into your stomach, chest, and then up your spine, maybe you can get a sense of those vertebrae, comfortable, relaxing, letting go, allowing you to stand just a little bit straight a little bit taller and more confident. As that relaxation continues to 
flow in, flow down your arms, into your hands. All the time, increasing that ability to confidently say no. Flowing up your neck, into your head. Really allow yourself to connect with that more assertive version of you. See through their eyes, feel what they feel. Notice how good it feels. Be more assertive and more confident. Maybe you can imagine yourself surrounded by a bubble. confident, protective energy, being able to use that energy to maintain your boundaries, Really picture yourself in those situations. Being able to confidently and assertively reinforce your opinions, beliefs, your rights and abilities. Maybe you can get a sense of this. Smiling. Then. Now. Just noticing how good it feels to have just little bit more self-love, self-compassion. Allowing yourself to increase all the positive thoughts you've ever had about yourself. I wonder if you can imagine yourself standing assertively in front of you is even more assertive, even more confident. version of you, with an even greater ability to set stronger boundaries. I wonder if you can imagine yourself stepping into that version of you, really connecting with that version of you, and how will you be interacting with the well. What would you be doing differently? Who will notice? Really connect with that future 
more assertive version of you now. And in a moment, I'm going to count from one, to five, and I'll reach the number five. You can open your eyes, come back to the present, noticing how good you feel. And you can be curious as to what you'll notice when you Notice things have begun to change. So start counting now. One, allowing yourself to start to awaken. Maybe you'd like to wiggle your toes. Two, coming a little bit more conscious, a little bit more aware, three and four, maybe you like to wiggle your fingers, after four comes five, the number five you can open your eyes, come back to the present noticing how good you feel, maybe you like to stretch and yawn, and let me know in the chat box, if you like that. Let me know in the chat box. Amazing, thank you, Claudia. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. So does anyone have any questions? Anyone would like to ask any questions? Yes. Let me know. I'm going to ask everyone to unmute so if you ask many questions please feel free to do so <laughs> where can you learn hypnotherapy um oh my leg's gone dead uh there's various places you can learn hypnotherapy i've learned hypnotherapy from lots of different people uh done several courses over Yes. Um, if you want to take like beginner courses, you can do them online. There's uh, several several online places where you can do hypnosis training. Hypnosis training academy is probably the most popular one. Any other questions? How many levels are there to this training? Um, unlimited, really. It's uh, it goes on, you go a long, a long way. Um, yeah, it's, there's all different kinds of hypnosis. Um, Ericksonian hypnosis used to be a very um, they used to take a very instructive approach with hypnosis. And it was thought that around 20% of people couldn't be hypnotized. And then a man called Milton Erickson 
um, came along and he introduced a more per permissive style of hypnosis. Um, and they found that he was able to hypnotize many, many more people. So I have done uh, training to uh, advanced Ericksonian level. Uh, but there's also conversational hypnosis, uh, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, is also kind of similar to hypnosis. So there's lots and lots of different levels and different aspects. Of Any other questions? How do you know if you're setting a healthy boundary and not just being mean unintentionally or hurting someone's feelings? Um, I would say that if it, if it affects you, um, you've every right to, to set a boundary. Anything that affects you, You've every right to say, you know, no to. You've every right to say, I'm not interested. And if someone is hurt by that or not happy about that, then that's the problem with them. As long as you're not hurting anyone else. Um, I don't think you can. I don't think you need to worry about it. Let me know if there's any other questions. Thank you. Thank you. Does that, yeah. Does that make sense to everyone? Amazing. Thank you. Excellent. Okay, so um, offer everyone who comes on these sessions a free session with me. Um, so if you'd like to take me up on that, you can book a time at the link I just put in the chat box. Um, codependency and saying no, have family issues, and people who make demands. Uh, use a lot of guilt, any advice? Um, with family, it's hard. You know, if if someone is trying to emotionally blackmail you, trying to make you feel guilty uh, when you don't want to do things for them, I would say that you need to get away from that person. You know, it's not in your... If you don't feel it's in your interest, then you need to you need to say no. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, people will label you as rude, and people will people, you know, especially family members will say, you know, I can't I can't believe you're being like that, and I didn't I didn't raise you to be like this, and you know you. You just need to uh, to to tell them no. <laughs> that's that's my advice. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. Um, does anyone else have any other questions? Coming up, um, you know, these are generally inner child issues. These generally come from childhood. As I said, you know, it's generally because we've overdeveloped our fawn response. Um, I'm going to be having a launching an inner child program. Um, and I'm doing an inner child workshop next week with Stephen Mills, who is a coach that specializes in complex PTSD. Uh, so if anyone's interested on that, in that, um you can find the link to that in the meetup group in my meetup group 
um, and you can sign up for it there. You can also, as I said, uh, book a session with me via that link. Um, and you can discuss that with me via that link. Yeah, it is very it is manipulative, Maria. Yes, it is. Does anyone else have any questions? No? There's a question there. Yep. How many sessions of hypnosis would you need to feel the effects? Um, it depends. It depends on what you are looking to achieve. With um, you know many issues, hypnosis can make positive and lasting change in one session. Uh, smoking, for example is one such um, scenario in which many people stop smoking after just one session. Um, some people require more sessions. Generally, I would say it takes a minimum of three sessions to see lasting change. Can hypnosis cure childhood trauma? Um, that's the link to the um, upcoming meetup event. We can't, um, we can't guarantee to cure anything. It can certainly help with childhood trauma. Uh, everyone's different. Everyone experiences different kinds of trauma and it affects them in different ways. Um, yeah, I'm working with Stephen Mills on the upcoming event, Margaret. I just put a link to it in the chat box. Uh, thank you, thank you. So does that answer everyone's questions? Let me know if you have any others. Thank you, Maria. So thank you. Excellent. Okay, so if no one else has any other questions, um, I shall uh, say thank you, everyone, for coming. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, um, I hope you all enjoyed it. As I said, if you'd like to... Uh, find the details of the next workshop. You can find it in the uh, chat box there. Thank you. Hope to see you there. Hope to see you all again on future workshops. Thank you all for coming. Thank Bye -bye. you. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.